Brent Thompson going for his fourth Cox Plate, and he's got it. He's home Dulcify. He's six lengths in front of Chivalry and then Arbrashane imposing stopping. Dulcify's won by a minute, and that's the way he might win the Melbourne Cup. Mormon, Kingston Town can't win. Then L.A. Bajou and the three-year-old Grosvenor running on. My X-Men took the lead from Fearless Pride. Grosvenor coming down the outside is after them. My X-Men in front. Grosvenor and Kingston Town flashing. He might win yet the champ. Grosvenor took the lead off. Kingston Town swapping them. What a run. Kingston Town wins it and next to Grosvenor. But the two great New Zealanders have come away on the turn. Our Waverley star, a half-length Bone Crusher. The big red won't give in. Trout running on. Bone Crusher responds to the whip. The roars of the crowd. He races up to our Waverley star. A hundred out. Bone Crusher, our Waverley star. Stride for stride. Nothing in it. Our Waverley star, the rails. Bone Crusher, the outside. And Bone Crusher races into equine immortality. Northern Drake down the outside. Tycoon Lil can't go on. Michael Power in front. He's going to get it. The earth starts to rumble. Michael Power takes the cox plate a length and a half. Northern Drake. But this is awesome. Back to back. It's all over for Sunline. Look at her go. Down the straight. Eight lengths in front of Referral and Diatribe. She might be the greatest in the world, Sunline. She streaks home in the cox plate. Canters home to the line to win by six lengths. It's McKaybee Diva Fields of Omar in Lateria. Great bears hit the front, Mackaybe Diva from Lateria. Fields of Omar fighting back, but it's Mackaybe Diva in front of Lateria. Fields of Omar coming back in the middle, but Mackaybe Diva, she's the champ. She wins the Cox Plate, three quarters Lateria. But Say You Think is three in front. Have you got your end a second from zipping? But Say You Think wins his second. Say You Think first. But here she comes, and the belly roars. Weeks on the outside, moves up, takes the lead from Ben Battle, then Rostropovich and Dargento into the straight of the 200 metres. It's Weeks in front by a leap. Ben Battle's going with us. Weeks three quarters, Ben Battle. Weeks is staving off Ben Battle. Come at the hour, come at the legend. Greatness, Weeks has done it. It's, it's one utopia. G'day listeners and welcome to a massive edition of the Racing Previews podcast. How good was that intro? Some of the finest Cox Plate winners and some of the finest calls, of course. It is the, the Weight for Age Championship of Australasia, Australia's best race this Saturday at the Valley. Nico and Will, how are we feeling, boys? Good. I've got a haircut because Nico ripped me about it last week. So. Uh, well... Yeah, you started listening to me. <laughs> Nico, you've uh, you've had five haircuts in five weeks, but are you finally happy with that thing? Well, yeah, it's just it's routine, mate. Every Thursday, you know how it is. I'm sure there's oh, going to be a few fans that want to meet me on Saturday. <laughs> races, so, wow, just want to just want to crush just want to crush their dreams. Spell. Never meet your heroes because they'll always disappoint you, Benny. This is the biggest panel we've had so far. We've got two of the units on, the two units, and we're calling it four units and bot tonight. So, Footy, introduce you first, mate. How you going? Good, mate. This is, I think this could be the whitest podcast I've ever been on. We've got two Nicks, a Ben, a Will, and a Dave. So, um, if if we don't back any winners tonight, one thing we've done is we've become the whitest sport podcast in Australia. So, congrats, fellas. It's good to be here. Yeah, that's why we don't do any uh, visual audio only here. <laughs> yeah, nice. 
Salts, uh, the other night, I thought you were going to become the first man ever to get barred from a joint which was showing your head on the TV, but luckily you got into <laughs> the Osborne. How are you going, mate? What about that? They weren't about to let me in because I was looking too explosive and athletic in my runners. <laughs> I go inside and they're playing and I'm on the TV. Wouldn't it, that have been something that been, if they didn't let me in and I was the centrepiece? I, I was ready to go if someone wanted a piece, if someone was going to arc up. But it, it's good to be here and I tell you, there are some naughty haircuts here. Nico, he's had five haircuts in five weeks. That's one of the most ferocious, high, <laughs> high sort of disconnected fades I've ever laid my eyes on. It's um, and I loved, I loved the intro as well because now we're about twelve hours closer to the running of the Cox Plate. So it's great to be here. I put my heart and soul into that intro. And all, I, all I got was flack. Fuck you. Let's go to you first, mate. Um, tell us about your background into racing and tipping. We know you're also an AFL umpire, and one thing I say about AFL umpires is, if I didn't know their name, they must be pretty good. So, so there's a backhanded compliment for you. So you know I'm his name. I'm absolutely garbage. So <laughs> I didn't. That. I didn't All before right. the tipping. Yeah, sorry for giving you my time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, look, mate. Um, for me, I've always had an interest in punting i've always loved punting i've always loved the races but i grew up in hobart so i spent the first 23 years of my life in hobart and was starved of any good sort of racing down there it was just the hobart cup was once a year uh, my old man was pretty into it he was a pretty big just a quaddy punter on saturday but i only got a taste coming over a couple of times in my 20s to caulfield cup and whatnot but when i moved over here for afl umpiring i actually rented a place right next to flemington um, and I was hooked, got a VRC membership, and uh, I've been racing sick ever since, Benny. So I, I love it now, mate. But I'd say I'm somewhat of a latecomer to racing. Like I wasn't born into racing, but I've just always had an interest until the last probably seven so years where it's really peaked. Yeah, awesome. And and you, Salts, you were once upon a time the Sultan of Sydney, we hear, but now you're Vic only. Yeah, everyone, I still bet in Sydney, but everyone did think that I was from Sydney, but I fucking hate New South Wales. <laughs> My old man's a Queenslander and I'm a Victorian. So, and I go for Collingwood so, and, and the storm, so it didn't quite work. So I frauded my way through that and, and um, it was good. It sort of got me a bit of a change in career, which was good. Um, I'm a bit like Nick as well. Nick actually really helped me... Um, sort of garner a, a stronger interest in horse racing I, I'd always go with my friends and, and have a bet put a quaddy on but I never like really did form sort of thing until Nick and I started teaching together I was teaching at a school and then Nick came and to that school about a year after me and we shared an office together and and he just watched a lot of racing <laughs> during school hours and and I <laughs> and I started following and then basically we spent every waking moment talking about horse racing and any free periods we had together all we do is watch replays and, and look at sectionals and sort of went from there and and now i absolutely love it so let me get this straight there's thousands of kids out there that have now got the sickness because of you two well yeah. you're saying that <laughs> there's a there's the, we're at the age now where we've obviously left teaching for a couple of years and you're running into them on the on the race course and they sort of are just putting together how big of a sickos these guys were that taught them how to throw. So. <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, I actually got a, um, a message on Caulfield Cup Day from one fella. Hey, Sultan, S-A-L-T-O-N. Who, who's the favourite for the Caulfield Cup? I thought, 
Well, well maybe just open sport, um, sport, <laughs> whatever your bookie is. And then he says, um, he said, great, I'm going to put 10K on this. If it loses, I'm cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, taught him well. <laughs> Shout out to Wado. <laughs> what a big listener of racing footage. Yeah, he is. Legal money, no doubt, we hope. Yeah. Uh, All right. Friday night, Mooney Valley. Two days of racing over 24 hours, 18 races. We are going to preview just the one race on the Friday night, the Group 2 Mooney Valley Gold Cup. But firstly, rail in the true position. Any thoughts around track patterns? I've got a pretty of an open mind this weekend in terms of the track pattern. And I think... The benefit this year is that the weather forecasts, the the track manager's really in control of the destiny of, of how much irrigation and how much moisture goes on the surface. You know, the last couple of years where we've had that real ambiguous forecast about the amount of rain and, you know, remember one year there was supposed to be heaps of rain hit, never hit, and then it was a rock hard deck. You couldn't make any ground. They can really control it this year. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning that we're going to be playing on a fair surface across both the days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We should be asking you, Ben. Well, sure, you yeah, exactly. You've been out. Have you've been you, out there. <laughs> have you walked? Have it? you walked it or not? Yeah, I have. Not it's yet. it's in, honestly it's in, gotten better and improved with every meeting we've had this season. And mm. I think they got five or six mils of rain, and the track boys are absolutely stoked with that because it means yeah. they don't have to touch it. So it had a yeah. it had a pretty good canvas to improve upon. Giving the first meet was, yeah. was the monorail. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great. In fact, yeah. it's probably the worst I've ever seen it. That first yeah. meeting day, but uh, but it's come good. It's come good. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's rip into Friday night's feature. It is the Mooney Valley Gold Cup Group Two over twenty five hundred meters. Luna Flair. She was second two years ago. Sorry, she won two years ago. She was second last year. Four dollar favorite from Vion Declare. Five dollars. Future history six fifty, Cleveland seven fifty, Athabaskan eight fifty, interpretation eleven dollars, and Al Bodegon third in the Cox Plate last year. He's twelve dollars here. Thoughts on Matt Footy and Salts? Anything to to go off show off the bat? I like the race. I'm interested in it. I'm I'm going to have a bet in the race. I'm, I'll preface the top two of the market first, Luna Flair and Vow and Declare. You can certainly see why the market's gravitating towards them. Um, Vow and Declare's run in the might and power in what was a brutally run race relative to you know the Group 1 average. We saw the likes of Just Fine get absolutely blown up and sent to the paddock out of that. But he was super. He was the clear eye catcher. He's going to improve to 2,500. Luna Flair, she obviously, you mentioned she's won the race 2021. She she lives for this race. Um, and she was great in the Turnbull again, third fastest last 600 behind Gold Trip and Sulcombe. So the form stacking up around her. But the one I'm siding with, I'm really like the chances of future history. The win in the Bart Cummings I thought was super. Punched out, I thought still strong through the line, over 2,500. It was an even moderately run race. Since being here, though, shown last prep that can sustain a fast gallop as well so um, although hasn't had to show at this prep I, I think he's the one to run down he's going to push forward from 13 Craig Williams in the saddle um, and if he runs really well tomorrow night I, I give him some hope in a week and a half's time as well so um, future history is my on topper in the Gold Cup yeah I, th- I think there's enough tempo in the race to, to set it up for things that might settle off the speed or or even off midfield night's order goes forward footy mentioned future history goes forward well, that's from barrier 13 fancy man mount popper enough tempo in the race to make it genuine enough i, I have to have a quick luna flair's one of mine and and i think that she's 
up to her eyeballs in a Melbourne Cup. I thought her run in the Turnbull, which is a race that I'm predicting to be one of the form races of the spring, was sensational, held up. One of the fastest last 200 metres, I think the fastest of the race. So she's on track for a Melbourne Cup, but what is the point of showing up to Mooney Valley on Friday night and putting three lengths on a field and getting a penalty for the Melbourne Cup? There's just, there's just no reward for, for you know, severe intent. I, I think they'll just be happy to see her running through the line. And a horse that ran through the line last start in the Bart Cummings was Interpretation. He was all right earlier in the preparation, and then he, he had a bit of a flat one a couple back, but he was held up in that Bart Cummings. He did run the fastest last 100 metres of the race there, over the 2,500 metres, and... He's ready, and he's got a key jockey change here as well with Blake Shin on. So he might be able to be a little bit more positive. We saw what he did with Coeur Volante last week. The guy's an absolute freak. So I'm with interpretation in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup and a bit of value as well around double-figure odds. Yeah, beautiful. I'm with the old boy, the 2019 Melbourne Cup winner, Vian Declare. Um, I thought he was outstanding last start in the Might and Power Stakes. He obviously relished the fast tempo there and his staying qualities really came to the fore. He ran the fastest last 200 metres of the race. And while this might be one run too early, I think that race would have really brought him on and really accelerated that fitness in the campaign. From barrier 11, I think Billy will go forward. He'll find a nice enough spot on the map. And it has been a real set play by the camp to target this race instead of the Geelong Cup because his rating got put up a few points. Instead of going to a handicap, they find a set weights and penalties race where he gets in with 57 kilos. Um, I think he's suited down to the ground. I think it's a very, very even race, and a few horses could win, but I'm happy to have something on him. But Nick? Yeah, I, um, I was with Dave. I liked interpretation. It ran the... Dave, you said he ran the fastest last 200 of the race. He ran the fastest last 100 of the meeting, so he really got going late in what a race that was a, a farce, like it honestly was I think future history got away with murder a bit there and um, I think interpretation Blake Shin going on sort of halves gives me the indication that, indication that they might want to show intent and, and go forward here and I'd, I'd really like to see that and the other one I half liked as well was the horse that was third in the Cox Plate last year El Bodegon there oh si- god fuck me <laughs> there, were, there were signs of life last start they ran the fourth fastest last 400 the meeting I think um, this is rogue stuff. Oh, it's not. It's not that rogue. He's he's a he's a good horse. I, I would have loved to see a bit more rain because I think he's just an out and out weddy. But um, think, all I these more overseas. It's going to be a fucking good four. What? Yeah, I know. I, I, that's why I said more I rain. Liked. What are you on about? I know. I said I would have liked to see a bit more rain. Um, yeah, uh, he wouldn't surprise me. But um, you're sick. <laughs> interpretation, sort of main main bit. I think in the race. Beautiful. Nico? I don't really have a firm opinion in the race, but if I was telling you. Just want to back me. Uh, well, El Bodygon wouldn't fucking beat me, but. Seriously. Um, future, future history would be my bet, but I'm just a little bit. I just think the map might be a little bit sticky. Um, just depends how proactive Willow is early. Um, but, yeah, he's he's sort of been faultless all preparation. Um he mightn't beat yeah. you, old Bodegon, but you, you look pretty aerodynamic on the sides. <laughs> I am. I'm an, I'm an athlete. <laughs> Absolute athlete. 
Especially after a few beers, I think I'm Usain Bolt. Um, yeah, I don't really have a, a firm opinion in the race. I, don't, I think there's better betting races over the carnival, but um, yeah, anyway. All right, easy. Well, that's all we're going to do for Friday night. Uh, just bets around on Friday night as well at the Valley. I think race five, number three, She Dances, does present as the most likely winner of the entire card. Her last start win, beating Rose Court's a mare, I rate highly, was outstanding. She rode the fast tempo there. She now finds Mooney Valley, a track she's already won at, Barrier 2 and Linda Meach. So you just know she's going to be hugging that rail the whole way around. And oh, I think she looks very, very hard to beat. Anyone else got anything on Friday? Yeah, I've got one, but I'll bring it up a little bit later, mate. A bit bit of juice. Ooh. There's a bit of juice, Ooh, right. so uh, stick around. <laughs> now, I'm following you, Benny. I think she dances is a fucking moral. Right. <laughs> nice. Well, so you, well, so like you boys have walked into an absolute den here. They're like, why did we commit to this he's bullish. rubbish? Bullish. Bullish. <laughs> 1-800-858 responsible. Very articulate, our Nico. All right, let's move on to Saturday. The rail will stay in the true position, obviously. Uh, likely that they will put a bit of water down on the track after after Friday's after the last on Friday, just to keep it in that good four range come the first on Saturday. The first race we're going to take a look at is the Group 2 Crystal Mile. Seen some good horses win, win this race, and Antino is no different. $2.80 favourite from Tuvalu, $2.90. Prowess, $3.80. And Banker's Choice, $10, the big eye catcher last start. Salts, footy? Want me to kick it off? Just throw it at me, Benny. I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to discuss this one because um, I, I think, you know, small field, competitive field here... I think this just sets up beautifully for Antino and he lobs as my best bet of the day here. So um, he could arguably arguably be three from three um, down here. Moral beaten first up, lobs at $1.30 at Sandown. Next start, and then after drawing just a horrific barrier in the Turak, um, he was absolutely huge to run second to attrition there. Um, I guess the question around Antino, just speaking you know, specifically about him, not as the race, as well as a few other runners we can talk about, but um, you might think, oh, has he run his grand final being the Turak? How will he bounce out of that? I think the Golan stable, like being down from Queensland, if he was done, he wasn't doing everything right, all the, all the reports out of the camp are he's flying they would have they would have tipped him out and sent him home so i'm confident that he's there and, and he's um in great order and i think black shin can put him in the one one and he's just going to be really hard to beat yeah love it. yeah i got tuvalu on top i'm not having a bet in the race but he's the proven weight for h horse as well like have a look at the form around in this preparation you can directly tie him in through the fan and attrition where they virtually cross the line together as well tie tuvalu in with antino but you know, first up, he's two off Mr. Brightside. He's beaten a length in an Underwood by Alligator Blood, who then went and, and ran basically a career peak in a might and power. So four around him's good, jumped out between runs, will go forward. I'll be surprised if one of those two don't win, but I don't have a firm enough opinion on him to actually bet him. But I've landed with him on top, Tuvalu. Do you reckon any so, money will come for either of them late? Do you reckon Salts, do you reckon price-wise... They're sort of 280, 290 bouncing between favouritism. Do you reckon that's about right in terms of what you've got to make? I reckon it's absolutely spot on, but if a Tuvalu will start favourite, in my opinion. It might only be narrowly, 20, 30 cents, but if there's a little late move, it'll be for him. Yeah, yeah Tuvalu's right. issue isn't his uh, form. 
she's jockey on top. She's not going well at the moment. Nah, she's out of form. But and that hurts you me know, to say got... because I love Jamie Carr. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone that's sort of lining up and saying that she's not going great, like people are just referring to, and we're very statistical driven, statistically mm. driven in horse racing. So people just refer to the statistics and say, hey, since she's come back, she's not riding the same as, as when she went away with injury. But um, no one's really saying it from what I've seen with any malice. it's She's got genuine excuses and it takes a while to get your confidence back. And, and with anything like, I've never ridden a horse in a race, but you know, I've come off a push bike going down a mountain, and then and then you get off your pu- you get on your push bike for the next few months, and you lose your confidence. You're not the same. It just takes a while to get get back. And Ethan Brown had, had said the same, where he needed to take some more time. So, you know, hopefully she can get that form back, but just seems to be lacking a bit of confidence at the moment. Yep, well, we've just lost Nico, unfortunately, but. I, I'm in full agreement with you, Footy. Um, I'm really keen on Antino here. His peak career, peak rating, came fourth up over 1,600 metres last preparation when he made Munamek, a pretty good horse, look second rate, put three lengths on him there at Eagle Farm. That was off a pretty soft tempo, which I think he finds the exact same here. He was awesome last start in the Turak. He was just outbobbed by attrition, who I hold in high regard. He's obviously going to come on a lot from that, and I don't really see the issue with him jumping from a handicap to wait for age. Barrier 4 is just the perfect alley, um, and I think his turn of foot just might be a little bit too sharp for these. Uh, I thought the New Zealand horse prowess, as good as she is, I thought she was the big hole in the market. I know it was a wet track first up, but still, she got beaten by a pretty average horse, I'm going to say, and I think $3.80 here looks extremely skinny. Yeah, I agree with that as well. She she looked like she wanted further. Two. Mm. She's a dual Group One winning mare over two thousand meters. So I, I don't know where she's going next. I don't know what you, if you've mapped out. I'm 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 not great with my future maps, but whatever she does on the weekend, she's going to improve enormously on second up out in trip. I think yeah, she's going absolutely. to the Dali Sprint. Well, there's a perfect race. <laughs> she's going to the Champion Sprint. She's going to Aubrey. Well, she's. <laughs> She's she's not going to the right race. She'd be like a complete mozza in a, like a matriarch or something like that. But they're going to the champion stakes. Two thousand, yeah. Oh yeah. So mm, I can't sense. I can't see her beating the likes of West Wind Blows and the complete A graders. But like you can just drop, just lower the eyes a little bit and go to five hundred thousand dollar Group Two against your own. Sex. Nice flavor though. Nice flavor Over for Champions meters. Day if she does go there. Adds a bit of substance to that race. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. You're not you crossing the Tasman to, to, you know, go around into Have Group 2 when there's a rich race on the same day, I guess, would be their mm-hmm. thinking. Well, or same carnival. To be fair, they, were going, they, wanted to go, they did want to go to a Cox Plate, but they had a little setback with her, yep. so that's why she's in this race. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I obviously think she's I reckon they, um, I reckon they'll back Antino. I think, I think Prowess will be out the gate. It's already started. It's a 2% drifter already in betting. Um, and Tuvalu... It's back in trip and, and it, there was a soft pace in front and the margin spread throughout the field was not reflective of the actual pace that they were running at and I, I thought it was suited by that. It hasn't been in its in its best form since pretty much the, the Champions Mile last year so I was happy to risk it and I, Antino just 290, I thought he should be a bit, bit shorter than that. Fourth up, last prep he peaked into the... I don't even know what the race was called but he, he belted a uh, Munamek 
and if he runs to that rating, I think he will just win this. And I think he gets the, he gets the one one. He settled. He was about eight like seven or eight lengths off them at the six hundred in the Turak, and it was a brutal pace. And when you go that quickly, it's hard to give him that much of a, a start. But he was powering through the line. I think he ran the nineteenth fastest last two hundred of the meeting. So I think if he finds the one one, um, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't get it. I think he's. Uh, I think he's about a two forty chance to be honest. Huge. All right, a couple of opinions there. Yeah. It was the, I'm with him as well. I think it was I'd the time on a listed Wayne Wilson that he ran. There you are. <laughs> yeah. I don't and know the what the rats. correlation is between the Crystal Mile and the Wayne Wilson, but it'll be I better after I, Saturday. I think the Wayne Wilson is the form you want to be following into uh, the Crystal Mile. That's what I was there saying. that day. It was the I think 12 of the, the last 30 winners have come through the Wayne Wilson. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, history <laughs> says. History <laughs> says. Yeah. You know who else won on that day? Without a fight, it's a Queensland Queensland uh, winter yeah, form. Yeah, so did um, so did the Everest winner. What's his name again? Think about it. Yeah, yeah. think, think about, about it. it yeah. Was that Stradbroke Day? Was it Stradbroke yeah. Day? Yep. Yeah, I tried to tie some Queensland form into the Geelong Cup, and I think King Frankel's still got a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not worth it. It only works. Doesn't work for me. Nico, anything to add? Antino Kane. Yeah, I'm I'm very keen, Antino. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy to sort of side against if, like Tuvalu and Prowess. I think Prowess is looking for further, and yeah, I'm Jamie Carr's biggest supporter. But at the moment, um, I've just got to take a set against her, and I'm happy if she's on horses short in the market because that's going to give me an opportunity to better. Yeah, and, and the market will know that, and the market will take advantage of that. I think, like mm. two horses equally sort of rated I think the market's going to I think we've set a record on how long you can spend on one race yeah, with five let's horses move on. in it yeah. <laughs> yeah. five horses let's move, on. let's move on we're going to skip the other group too there's we're going to no go straight second dividend <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez I don't think we have to spend too long on this race we go to the first of the group ones it is the Manicato Stakes 1200 metres wait for age Imperatrice $1.45 she is looking to become the first horse ever to win the three Group 1 sprints at the Valley in the same year since they had Group 1 status. Manicato himself did win them all, but they weren't Group 1s back in the day. Uncommon James, 7 bucks. I am me, 7.50. Buenos Noches, 8 bucks. And you're way up to Jigsaw, 23, and longer the rest. I don't even think the monorail that we saw at the Valley first up this season can can beat her. Like, she's just... <laughs> the, the vets beat her, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing, I'm, nothing I'm not even going to... I'm not going to add much more other than cardiac arrhythmia is the only thing that beats her. I'll just give some context for what she's doing on the clock. So, you know, you're looking at the all benchmark figure of what horses run their last 600 in, you know, relative to standard. And even off a very slow tempo, you've got to be a good horse to, to be coming home sort of, you know, 12, 13 lengths inside standard. Her first two runs... She's been home 15 and 16 lengths inside the benchmark for her last 600 alone. Like, that's sheer stupidity. That there could be the biggest bias in the world and she'll she, just smack it. She simply these. should not be able no, to run that no, far. It's, she's absolutely yeah. airborne. And not only that, she's done it twice over 1,000 metres. The second time staying at 1,000 metres when everyone's of the opinion that she's a better 12 and perhaps 1,400 metre horse. So this this thing's a freak of a win. If you put 100 bucks on, you can... What do you get? 45, 50 bucks back? You go buy 10 two pack beers. of cruises or something. Mm. Or two beers at the Valley. <laughs> one, one beer, one <laughs> beer <Yeah>. in the members. 
someone to lose his work car. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good We're going to absolutely pound that, that Moody Valley card on the weekend. If there's a couple of drink cards around, I might be able to get my hands on them, but no promises. I haven't had a drink card since 2007. <laughs> Lucky Thursday. <laughs> you, you're going to the wrong strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, I, must be. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to add, boys? Um, yeah, I think 1,200 metres is, is her best distance. We know she's already broken her own track record. And just the way she corners at the valley, she switches lead legs like an absolute pro. She loves the joint. I would have backed her probably at three bucks in the Everest. So I am honestly happy to back her here. At, I think you can get a dollar fifty some joints. I'm actually happy to back her. I've just I've just backed her now. I've just had a hundred on for the sake of the show, and that's going to cover my Guzmani Gomez that I'm currently ordering on Uber. So, thank, great discussion, free dinners on racing previews. Well done, boys. Beautiful. Diarrhea responsible. Yeah, I think. She was good that, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I think she'll just win. Tips. What's uh, What's the track record, Benny? Because that could. That could be in Hey major. Doc set the track record in a Manicato a few years ago when it was a oh, road. Yeah. Yeah, they won't go that quickly here, though. Yeah, well, mm. that doesn't matter. She's an absolute Learjet, yeah. Doc. <laughs> if she wants to break the record, she can. Go. It's as simple as that. $100 betting strategy. Are we getting creative or just on the nose? No. Don't think C- about it too much. Yeah, CBF, no. 100 on the nose. 100 on the nose. All those in favour, say aye. <laughs> All, All right, let's move on. Me. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the Ladbrokes oh. Cox Plate. Get the sponsor in there. 2,040 metres, the famous race. Well, oh, I actually yeah, think it's true. the top sport yeah, Cox Plate. The top sport 2040 <laughs> metre. Oh, come on, man. Don't bring that stuff here. I'll, I'll lose my job points. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, number one is Romantic Warrior. Uh, he's the third best horse in Hong Kong currently. We know they're going for a bit of a golden year at the moment. He's $3.80 favourite from Alligator Blood, $5.50. Mr. Brightside, $7.00. Gold Trip, $8.00. Fangirl, $8.50. Militarise shares the same line, $8.50. Victoria Road, $12.00. And Zaki, $18.00, the old boy. Map, who leads who? Well, you know Zaki's going to roll across. Whether or not he crosses to lead remains to be seen but I think that would probably be the intent because we've seen so far this preparation his last two runs alligator bloody he doesn't actually mind taking a sit off them in fact he's he's he did his best work I know he chased the fast lead speed last start but if Zaki has pure intent to lead they'll hand up they'll hand up no worries otherwise they they just sort themselves out first and second um Perhaps a horse like Mai Obrong, he, he was actually away okay in that race behind Fangirl last start. He, he was slow away early in his Australian career, but he could perhaps hold a position. But Romantic Warrior just rolls across and he tags him. He probably sits in the 1-1. He's the map horse for me, Romantic Warrior. I don't expect a, a frantic tempo, but it should be a genuine enough run weight for age contest. Yep. Right side of Coffin, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll try and be nice and positive. Militarizer is the one that I couldn't figure out where he's going to fit in. Like he's never really gone forward in his life. Is now the day that they push the yeah, button? Well, I just don't think he he doesn't have the speed forward. to hold out any of those that we mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, at best he's going to be yeah. three pairs back. But that's better than than what oh, nine than pairs what back in the guineas. Than yeah. what he has been. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Oh, hopefully he's four or five the fence buried away. Hmm. Never to be seen. I'm banking on a genuinely run race. <clears throat> Just from a spectacle point of view, like how spoilt were we when we talk about the Caulfield Cup and every every horse getting their mm. chance. Like you look back at some of the Cox plates on I'll have this week and you see these big waves emerge when they're, you know, fastly run races and the best horses get their chance. And I'm siding with alligator blood off that. So just obviously the question marks over him last start, uh, can he get 2,000? Well, he, he didn't just get 2,000. He got 2,000 and some because he smacked it out of the park. Like, yes, he was chasing deny knowledge, but, you know, Sultan and I talked about this earlier today, the clock doesn't lie. He went 16.6 lengths faster than the Group 1 average to the 600 and gave everyone else a stitch. And, you know, the likes of Founder Claire and those the ones that were running on, they were beneficiaries of that. But he did it at both ends and was, was up on that hot speed. So that's the best dress rehearsal I can see for, um, for a Cox Plate. And I know there's ones here you will speak about, Romantic Warrior, who's open for improvement off a first up run in Australia. Um, there's others even like Fangirl, will they get it? Well, everything's lined up for me with Alligator Blood. He's ticked every box and I've got no reason not to back him. The more I watch the Turnbull, the the more merit that gets added to the run of Romantic Warrior because it was a fast early tempo. You know, the early stages of the race, it, it was run quickly. And then and then when they backed it off, it really set it up for the back markers. But you have a look at the steward division and he was without cover for the vast majority of the early stages of, of that race. He, he didn't really cover up until sort of halfway or, or, or perhaps say the, the nine, 900 meter mark. And then when he got cover... He was shuffled around a little bit. He then got keen once he got cover, so a bit of freshness out of his legs now can help him improve. But I think there was a lot more merit to that run than met the eye, particularly on the day. So he'll take a stack of improvement out of that map 12 second up. I I, I want to back that Turnbull form. I think it's a hot race. We've seen it stand up um, second and third across the line in, in a Caulfield Cup. And just with that improvement and a nice map... I want to be with him, Romantic Warrior. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm in four grants. I'm seat 1A in his fan club. And I've got a bit of an early price, so I'm a bit biased, but I'm completely on Romantic Warrior. First up, he was four and a half months off, um, and he just wasn't ready for that sort of tempo. We know he had excuses. He went off his feed for a little while. He's a, the poor thing's at Werribee. I wouldn't want to be down at that miserable joint. Um, and he still, despite the frantic tempo, he still pulled a bit and got real fresh and keen in the race. So mm. I think he's just going to improve stacks out of that. I think J-Mac and Romantic Warrior are going to get the exact same run as Animo and J-Mac last year. And from there, I think they're going to be pretty hard to beat. We know he does have the best figures in this race. And horses like Gold Trip and Fangirl... They're just going to be making these long sustained runs around the outside and, and he's just not going to have to do any work. Um, gee, I think he's hard to beat. He gets his right track and right track conditions. And if you look at his gallop at the Valley earlier this week, he ran 23 flat for his final 400 metres. They don't go that much faster than that in track work. So pretty keen on the one. Yeah, I um I put out a tweet and I got a bit of feedback for it. I was saying... I said I basically said how how can Alligator Blood be shorter than Brightside, Gold Trip, and and Fangirl? I got a bit of feedback. Um, well, I, I understand it was a fast run, two thousand meters, but the rating he ran and the rating he he ran the rating he he's been running essentially his entire career, and that's not 
not quite Cox Plate standard. So what I'm basically what I was saying was that he needs to run a career peak as a seven year old, and and I still think, yes, he ran the two thousand. It was a strong year in race, but he he's he he still did beat Valna Claire by about two and a half lengths. So uh, I I'd love to see what Brightside and and Fangirl would probably do to to Valna Claire, but um he he gets the map map favors. But I just thought the three that I mentioned, Brightside, he gets the the one one. And if you would have said Bright, uh, Alligator Blood would be shorter than Brightside after the what was it, the Maccabi Diva, where he went straight past him like he was standing still. Probably would have laughed at you. And Gold Trip's coming out of a, a, a good Caulfield Cup, and if he just holds his holds his rating, he's well in this. And, and Fangirl as well. Now, she she's, she's was massive peak, and it's... And she was probably set for it, and the map's probably a negative here, and she loses that J-Mac. But if she gets out to $12 or so, the exchange or something you probably just got to have something on just to back the rating so i agree with you in regards to Brightside versus alligator blood and and what he was doing to him earlier this preparation but i think the market is with the fact that he's ticked 2000 meters now alligator blood and and, you know he's a gun horse mr Brightside. i think he's probably the forgotten horse he'd won five in a row prior to going down on a very hard deck last up but we're just yet to see him do it at 2000 meters i think the back end of 2000 meters I don't think you'll get it. Mm. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, I, but see, I'm of I'm of a different opinion. That I think he's, I think the judgment of his two thousand meter runs in the past <clears throat> aren't really warranted in the fact that he's a, he's ridden as a completely different racehorse now. A lot of the time, he was at the back running on late. Now that he's actually been put in races, he's going to camp in a in a really good position. And to me, last start he raced like a horse looking for two thousand meters. So I'm I'm interested. I think he's going to get two thousand meters, or two thousand and forty meters. I think you'll get two thousand. I just don't think you'll get two thousand and forty. The thing, the thing I love about well, he'll, he'll get two thousand and forty. Just, just whether it's fast. The thing I love yeah. about this race, and I think what makes it such a great addition, is whatever corner you sit in and whatever angle you come at with any runner, like you can mount a case and you mm. can sit there and go. Like, I've listened to every single person's case here and gone, oh yeah, that can win. So like it's not a, mm. from an actual um, outlay perspective. I'm not. I'm not going silly in this race. This is this is a spec on bright side to win for me. I'll, I'll be having a bet, but it certainly won't be a, a high stake sort of race because there's just alligator so many. Alligator blood, you mean? You mean yeah. Sorry, what did I yeah. say? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, alligator blood. It certainly yeah won't be a high stake race. So there's so many angles for every runner. Well, we're feeding you a fake hundred dollars spot before. You, so I... you've, you've got to have a hundred dollars on something. Yeah, we'll have a hundred on alligator blood then, because I've made an absolute case for it. <laughs> yeah. I've made one of the world's best cases for an anti warrior, <laughs> yeah. so I'll have a hundred bucks on him. Yeah, so a lot. Fifty-fifty gold trip and broadside. What if Fangirl gets out? You just said you've got to have something on Fangirl. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, forty forty, and then twenty on Fangirl. Uh, Nico. Well, for what it's worth, my scratching's in the race. I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting on a good position with Romantic Warrior, so I am going to back Mr. Brightside. And I do think I'm going to warm to having something on Gold Trip as a saver. We've got hundreds and of Victoria Road, I think Road, I might we? have something. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, forgot about that. Yeah. No, what yeah, what but, about you? Um... Yeah, but it's, it's confetti. Ben, I'll, I'll ben, give you ben, 100, I'll give you 100 for him it's on Saturday. I don't think you'll win. What do you make of, what do you make of him? Victoria Road. It's confetti. Oh, to be honest, I just looked at what um, 
some of the numbers he's run overseas and I don't know he couldn't beat Buckaroo yeah, and we've the, seen what Buckaroo's yeah, done that, that's not the Buckaroo? greatest form reference he's a group one winner though of course and we know their horses are good but he's only been to 2000 metres once and he got walloped mm. I think he'll be Richo's Ruffy on Channel 7. <laughs> gives you any, that gives That's you any confidence. That's $1.01. European. But if Aiden's bringing him over, because half means something. Like, it's a bit of narrative, but it's... Hmm. Uh, Aiden O'Brien's got a pretty... pretty Almost like it, Almost like Shinny's just giving his little clip with Gareth. That's exactly what he said. He's the best It'd be like the walking world. out of a... If he's bringing It'd be like over. walking out of a drawn grand final if Victoria Road wins the Cops play. <laughs> That's what it'd be like. I don't know we don't have those anymore because it's extra time, but that's my point. <laughs> Nico, what do you, you have in your $100 on before we move on? Uh, I'm going to have $60 on Romantic Warrior and $40 on Mr. All right, Martin. beautiful. Any other bets around the card? I'm, I think bodies as well. I'm pretty keen race six, number eight, Skybird. This thing has been backed off the absolute map. Um, her sectionals have been outstanding in both starts um, and ready for 1,600 metres third up just the way she put that race away last start was outstanding and i actually like her drawn out i think the valley will be playing fair it'll give her a chance to balance up get around the outside i think she's a live thousand guineas hope yeah i think she can win the thousand guineas i'm a huge fan of hers i don't think so mitch friedman he broke his group one maiden status only the other week in a tour rack. I don't think he's going to have to wait all that long to bring up number two this thing might be a freak and i'm going to be backing her on the weekend as well yeah, I thought I was going to... You haven't locked in an early price, Salts? Um, what, 17 bucks? But I'm not sure what she'll go around on oh, the day. Nothing outrageous. I thought you meant Saturday. I thought Last you meant Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I was like, a thousand guineas. That's what I meant, yeah. Are you backing her Saturday? Yeah, no, no, I'm backing her Saturday. I think she's going to win, but just back yeah, backing her I'm, Saturday. Yeah. I'm with a Saturday too and echo all of those thoughts. I'm, I'm just having a bit of a map bet too, so just in, in case she... And I, I appreciate your thoughts, Benny, around the barrier sort of offsets the pattern, so it's a positive. But I'm just also going to have a bet on uh, Aprilia as well in this race for, for a slight win. So just like her, her prep so far, 1,200 to 1,400 to 1,600 remains at the mile. Did have every chance last start in Edward Manifold, but, um, yeah, I think she's rock-hard fit now. And, and if, she, if there's one from the leading bunch that's going to hold Skybird out, I think it can be her. So I'm going to have a little Tommy. Just quickly, I've, Damien Oliver rides Aprilia. We haven't mentioned it yet, but this is his final day of riding at the Valley, I believe. Um, huge scenes. He's won about 140 Group Ones. The Valley's only been around for 140 years, so he's going to give. He's going to get his big uh, send off at the Valley. He rides Jules in the Cox Plate, and uh, we wish him well. The goat. We do. I think we'll hear that a bit. I don't know if he rode at Ballarat today, but I heard someone say this is his final X race or his final. Mooney Valley Gold Cup or something like that. It's like, are we going to hear this final is final fillies and mares benchmark fifty eight? <laughs> yeah. Every t- every race that we have, this is Ollie's final benchmark seventy. <laughs> I thought I was going to sound clever, yeah. um, saying I've got Skybird two thirty, but at about four dollars forty cents. But now it's don't sound that clever anymore. It's been off the map, so. What were the main footy peer pressure? Peer pre- who's come out? Was there any many deductions? I think I one think or two came backed. out. Was it just I think one? It's just peer two pressure. Cents just, has it just oh, okay? So nothing. So it's just been backed. Yeah, yeah, I just, thought something came out. <laughs> I haven't had no. a bet yet. 
<laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon. I reckon they'll they'll keep backing it until the gates open. I reckon it's one of those sorts of ones. Yeah, I reckon she's very, very, very good. All right, we're moving on from the valley. Nothing else from anyone else. Oh, I've got. Right. I've got one more. Race three. This is nearly one of the better bets on the day. I think. Wish law lass. Uh, she was down and out halfway down the straight last start, and. She fought back off the canvas like the good horse she is and held out Barbie's Fox, who had been coming off a solid run in the Epsom prior to that. Uh, barrier one should lead on her ear here. And, um, yeah, she's carrying the penalty, but she's up against some not very good horses here, I don't think. So, um, yeah, she's one of my most confident bets over the carnival, I think. She'll be very, very yeah, nice. She'll run, head a, head she'll run a nice way. second. Yeah, to, to Who do you like, Wilson? Don't tell me your fault. Osmos? No, no, no. You can leave your no. uh, Rip Girl board shots to yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going with the A1 form in the race, the Murray Bridge Gold Cup on front ace. Three wide, no cover. <laughs> Laugh all you want. She'll give uh, Wishlaw Lass a run for her money, lads. Five kilos less. So. Uh, we'll have a beer on Yeah, on we will, Saturday. on Ben's I'll, card. I'll say... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'll say Osmos is my best bet on Saturday, just because Sky Ooh, Just yeah. to be different, not to be different, but I've, I reckon oh, it starts about five dollars. I'm keen. Wish I'm keen. Wish the last two, Nico. She's tough as bloody nails. Yeah, beautiful, lovely. We'll take these 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 clowns to the cleaners. Cox Day is going to prove a very expensive day for me, even if I do win. According to you, blokes. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic Warrior can win you still might I think Jake Stevens is only bringing over on Francais just to check out the Maribyrnong River and go for a bit of a walk I think mate so I don't think he's here for Cox Play though. <laughs> no, no there's a couple of good sorts here he's on Pussy Patrol <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be with him when she wins third up <laughs> oh, alright in the essence of time um, we're only going to choose one race I've uh, lodged in the late protest here so Footy, we go on the invitation or the spring champion? Oh, invitation, one hundred percent. The spring champion can get in the suit. Yeah, let's go. Let, let that be the last time we talk about the spring champion. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let's go to the invitation. Zoltz hasn't done the race, so doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> an asshole of a race. Yeah, yeah. When when you have, when you've never done a race, just go. Nah, nah, I don't want to talk about it. That's just a good betting race. <laughs> All right, race eight at Ramwick. Um, firstly, any any thoughts at all on the track or rail true? Pretty pretty fair. Should be alright. They they generally come a couple of lanes off when the rail's true. Um, yep. Hopefully, you know they've sorted out what happened the other week on it was Everest Day when it was a good three. Um, or was Everest Day that, same that, as that, was, that King Charles Day? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good three, rock hard. It was hard to make ground. So hmm. hopefully they keep it in a four. Yeah, water your tracks, PBL. Mm. Right, well, 14 mares have been invited to this race. Race 8, 1,400 metres. Espiona is out of the Everest, $3.40 favourite from Magic Time, 370. Paracel, I didn't think she'd run a strong 12. She now comes to 1,400, <laughs> 750. Roots, $9. Opal Ridge, 950. Ruthless Dame, 13. Alcohol free, 15. She's still nom for the Cox Plate. Footy, you're pretty confident now. Yeah, I'm I'm keen on Footsiona. She's, she's a good mare. She's... <laughs> She's got she's got some on these at fourteen hundred, I think. Um, look, obviously, obviously outclassed in the Everest, but that run had plenty of merit. She was still she was still good in defeat. Um, you know, 
just in terms of placement, just back to 1,400 here against her own sex. 1,400 metre figures that well and truly stack up here. And, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen, Espiona. I'm taking footy on. I, I like magic time. Um, it is my display name on dating apps, but it's also a very <laughs> bloody good good mare. And like you mentioned Paracel last start. Well, Paracel's 7 bucks 50 and she got absolutely sent packing mm-hmm. by Magic Time last start. Ran, ran past her like she was standing still and she'd done a bit of early work, Magic Time, before she then took a seat. I think she can get the 1-1 if that's the case. She's had one go 1,400 metres. She was beaten by Alencia, who goes around in this race, but it was a heavy track. She was three wide, no cover. Can forgive that. She's ready for it now. And if she does get that 1-1, one, one, you're going to have to be a good horse to, to run her down, settling behind her. So I'm back in magic time. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm in a bit of a privileged position here because straight after the Navision Stakes, took $21, thanks to Trav Noonan uh, for this race for magic time in the invitation. Ooh. I thought her last start win was outstanding. Um, yeah, as we said, she just made Parasol look second rate there. The ride by Nashville's outstanding, used a bit of tactical speed up early, made Parasol work to try and find the lead and then just had way too many aces up his sleeve once they swung for home. Given that, I am also going to back Espiona. Um, she was my best bet two starts ago when she romped in in the golden pendant and then to only be beaten 2.8 in an Everest, which 12 back to 1,200 metres, I think that was unsuitable. I think the only little grey up here, she goes from Nash and Bowman, then goes to K-Mac. That's probably the only little question mark. I wouldn't put him in the same regard as them at this stage in his career, but nonetheless, she can win as well. I think it's a dead set two-horse race. So you, are you back in... Let's say people are listening in now and they're thinking, I'm following Kaluzi all day long. I'm going to pick one of these assholes to follow all day and it's going to be Kaluzi. Are you going to back them... Are you saying back them both? Stake them to back them both? Are you only backing them both because you got the price about one? Well, one analyst today on the airways is backing both of them at the current prices. For what it's worth... So you're taking what? Like $1.70? I do, I do have a subscription and... I've got a couple people on at $21, so hopefully they are. But All right, no. in, ter- in terms of this race, I think Espiona, I would still mark her favourite. Yep. Will, Nick, anything? Oh, huge. Hard no um, I think I'm going to end up back at Espiona. Oh, you've come around. Um, well, it's just a bit of a... Yeah, I'm just... just I'm just getting bullied into it a little bit. I'm going to be probably a few schooners deep at this point in time. Yeah, I don't know. She's... Yeah, K-Mac is the worry. If she gets beat, <laughs> K-Mac's up. Before the race is even Might run. Might be the horse's ability. Because she's probably better than this lot. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, we'll wait and see. All right. That's that. Uh, the only other bet I had, race nine. Barring bad luck, this horse should just be winning... Yeah, Number she, 11, she, Arctic, yeah, Glamour. Arctic Glamour. She, I think she's the current 1,000 guineas favourite, and she probably deserves to be there. Her figures have been outstanding. Karen McAvoy does have a huge opinion of this horse. Barrier 1 can be good. It can be tricky yeah, I'm wary. Well, so. I'm wary of that barrier. It was all over yeah, her last start and still think she can win 1,000 guineas, but it mm. wanted to, I wanted to stay out of that roughly even money from that yeah. barrier. Mm. But can see why you love her, because she's, she's the best be horse in the race. Yet. She's better than this snowbird or whatever Nico's on about. 
<laughs> Snowman is a slow man. And he, he might be going to slow. Victoria. So if she's yeah. if she's like a dollar sixty, I might not back it, but I'll see. Well, I'm really intrigued to know where Snowman does go. Mm. J Max booked, I think, down here. I think that says something, doesn't it? Might yeah. be coming to Melbourne. He can be in the bin after the last start, Snowman. <laughs> but he was weak as piss. Bowman on the Snowman. Weak. Yeah, now you get yeah. Clippo. All right, anything else in Sydney, boys? Um, no. I've got King's one on Sunday. No, nothing else. <laughs> no more bets. Salty Ibrahim. <laughs> the got one bet Sunday in the Sale Cup. Yeah. Oh, let's just stick to Saturday, shall we? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think Keats will be very... You think Keats, do you? Keats First will be very up. hard to beat on Sunday. Um, he's not 100% screwed down, I can give you that information, but I still think he can trainer. get away Trumpet. with this race. I don't really don't really rate Rubamos and uh, Maktoub. Maktoub probably deserves to be favourite with the fitness edge, but I, I don't rate both of those horses uh, to a very Rubamos should be double so, the price. Uh, I'm happy to have it. That it is. Two horse race. And it doesn't have a heart. Mm. So... Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Keats at like five dollars there, thereabouts is a very, very easy bet to have. Um, Bot, you got yeah. anything out wide? That's, that's a bit me. of an out wide operator. Not that I can think of. I also liked um, Archo Nacho on in race ten, and I'll probably back for Dad if it gets to three dollars. Dave, you said mm. your best bet was on the Vars. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, we go on to best bets and stuff now, or yep, yeah, let's do it. Well. Yeah, okay. Play. Yeah, my my best bet's in the Vars, and it's for Dad. Like, look, he's run Griff to to a head at Mooney Valley in the start stakes, taking ground off him. And then in the guineas, race shape against, you know, if, you're, if you weren't settling on pace in the guineas, you're done for. And he's actually chewing into the margin up until the 100 where he cops severe interference. He, he's always been a horse that's going to be relishing getting to 2,000 metres. And I know he's only had a, a few starts, so... You know, he put the writing on the wall that he was going to eat 2,000 metres when he won on debut straight to 1,300 metres, smash the clock. Now he's had two under the belt at the mile to top him up for the 2040. And he's got early speed too. So he'll be up on speed. He's the hardest horse to beat on the card, barring Imperatries at Mooney Valley on Saturday. But he's not prohibitive odds, so I'm going to be stepping into him. I like for Dad. You want to keep going with your... So that was your, your back. you got a lay and a prey. Uh, lay. Who might I lay? Unflinching in the first? Yep. Yeah. Slow away last start. Just not, not entirely sure um, where he's at. Uh, he's around four bucks. I'd be expecting others to be stronger than him. Uh, my prey. I did mention interpretation early on in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup. That's around double figure odds. The same night. Um, the Friday night in race six in the JRA Cup. It's not quite double figures, but Shaiha, I can't believe the price being offered about him. I sort of got him around four dollars ninety. You can get six bucks fifty. Big excuses. His last two twenty five hundred meters. Now he drops back to two thousand meters, where he's two from two. He's got a lovely map to stalk what looks a moderate tempo. I think he's a great bet. Shaiha in the JRA Cup Friday night. Huge. I'll go next. Um, my best bet will be Antino. Um, I think there's a couple 
in a grand stare. He just looks incredibly hard to beat. And um, yeah, as I said, fourth up 1,600 metres is where his big figure came last preparation. I think he can do the same again. Um, in terms of a, a lay, it is pretty hard. Um, I, I was warming to Tom Kitten initially in the spring champion, but barrier one for him, I, I think, could just be a little bit tricky. So if I had to put one down as a lay, as good as he was last start, if he gets back to 10th or 11th from barrier one, then that could just be another another uh, sick watch for him. And my each way, I didn't mention this horse. Um, I don't really have that many value tips, but I think the top weight in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup can improve sharply here. Knight's order for Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bott. He is 40 to one. He was beaten less than the length in the Caulfield Cup last year. There's a, you can mount a strong case that he's not going anywhere near as well, but we know in the Kingston Town, those few races that just find one, they went really, really fast. And I think just a more steady, controlled tempo here, up to his favourite distance, 2,500 metres. I think he can definitely outrun that $41 SP. Um, I'm going to continue on the similar vein with you here, Benny, because my back is obviously Antino, which we spoke about at length in Mooney Valley Race 5. My lay is the same as you, Tom Kitten, in the Group 1, just based on... Um, I actually don't have a lay. I was on a 50-minute lay show today and didn't have a single lay. So Tom <laughs> Kitten, though, is going to be my lay bet. Just barrier one and just the... Exclusive. The, yeah. The, the jockey booking of Adam Hieronymus is, is strange as, as well. Like, And, you know, he's been enormous in the um, dulcify and the gloaming, but just... He's not winning. He's, how many times can you keep going to the well with huge performances like that and not win? So um, Tom Kitten's Malay. And then my prey is in the same race as Saltsy's best bet. I am preying on SK, SK at a huge price. Um, got some Derby futures on him. I, I'm convinced there's a, there's a run in him over a trip. Um, he ran the second fastest last 600 of the race after being slowly away uh, in the super impose. Um, he won't have anywhere near as much ground to make in, in this field and blinkers go on for the first time. So there's a bit of intent with SK. So I'll have a pray. I'll be I'll be sitting down on my knees in the members <laughs> on Saturday praying SK. Will? Uh, um, Osmos, probably best bet, if not Skybird. And then um, Taunting looks real short to me off a... Of South Australian sort of slowly run race and, and um, the, the prey I, I, I agree with um, with footy I thought SK was uh, ran some nice splits and then also Raveline who who comes through the excess race and excess came out and ran a nice figure um, race numbers bot and oh sorry race number 10 oh fuck this um <laughs> You can look up the names on... He's absolutely rain man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the hamsters hicking through the, the wheel. Yeah. Um, SK and Ravelin, just race number... Oh, what is it? Seven and ten? I don't know. Oh, Do you have any you sort of to... technology in front of you, mate, where you can perhaps <laughs> check? Yeah, I probably need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you know how to spell those horses' names, then you might be able to find them in the search bar. Yeah, there you are. You'll figure it out. Excess. E K S E S S. Excess. R U Z Z. All right. U T O. 
Rizzuto. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> my best bet. Um, just to be different, I'm going to go race three, number two, Wishlaw Lass. I think she's going to be awfully hard to beat. I don't really have a lay, but for the sake of the segment, I think even though this blue stratum has trialled well, $2.40 about an unraced two-year-old. Hopefully they keep backing it, and if it got to sort of even money, they're there about to that, actually that thing's That thing's actually properly. a bit of a freak, but it might not get a run because it's it's like third emergency because it didn't get a, an official trial in, and official trialers get accepted first. Do these trainers in the English banner not know the conditions of the race? or what? Nah, they do, and they're, f- and they're not happy because yeah, okay, there were, were official set of trials that were cancelled, and then oh, so they fell behind what? other ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah, bit of a great. cock up. Anyway, mm. regardless, it wouldn't be the first and it won't be the last horse to trial like a star and go missing <laughs> when the whips go cracking. So for the sake of that, I'll happily take him on for the sake of the segment. And I don't really have a value selection um, for the weekend. It's I'm shooting pretty straight, balls to the wall. Any off-the-track value? Punting Any for me. off-the-track tips, value? Hot dogs at the valley? Come and have a beer with me and footy after Wishlaw last fucking. I guess I'll just fucking stand in the corner. <laughs> well, you'll be going to buy both of you if it wins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the 1970s carpet at the valley burn you on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough value, hate. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. three, three more years, we're hanging in for dear life. Don't worry about that. All right, a couple of questions before we wrap up the podcast. Uh, there's a fair few of them, so I'm only going to read out a few of the good ones, and a lot of them are questions that we've already answered, of course, with the form. So mm-hmm. the first is from uh, one of Will's great mates, Sebastian Antonino, and this is I thought this was an absolute rebut. Quite from Nickfoot Wikipedia page. He will go down as one of the umpiring greats of the game, unrivaled in his contribution to the sport. Did you write this yourself? <laughs> it's, there's two components to that. One, it's completely and utterly accurate. <laughs> what it's saying. Um, I actually got pulled up on this. This is the second time this has come come back to bite me here. On ABC Radio, I was doing some like serious... Um, sort of interview ahead of the finals and then some blokes quoted that and I know who's done it it's a high school mate of mine and you can see the name <laughs> down the bottom because it was brought to my attention but um, does it say who did, who made the update yeah because I, I, I remember the username your... I'm familiar oh, with yeah. the username so I know exactly who did it so remember after your 200th we went to the pub after mm. in Richmond and he got on while we were him. all there. Yeah, he got on yeah. Wikipedia that night. I was that sitting night, with him. Yeah, it says, <laughs> I think after his 200th game, he was chaired off to a packed MCG between Gold Coast and Carlton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Very good. No, I didn't write it. Answer the question. Nick Zaccadelli, uh, he says, how can we get Imperatures going for a fill-up without absolutely launching suggested doubles? I'd take it with Antino. Anyone else got thoughts? She dances tomorrow yeah, night. Good bet. You get three dollars the double. May or may not have had some of that earlier. I don't have an answer, but how does Nick have a Wikipedia page and I don't? <laughs> <laughs> this is a disgrace. That's fair. crazy when you get it when you're at the top of your game across two <laughs> professions. <isn't it? laughs> 
It comes with the actual podcast email. So when, when you get Dave at two units, maybe you can solve <laughs> it. Did you, did you cop an invite to the Dave, with the great man? No, he was he was nah. my second elect. Yeah, he oh, couldn't get second his sorted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like blue he's like blue ballot of there. Cam Holly says, uh, what are your numbers for a box trifecta on track track side? Very good. Uh, <laughs> Victorian punter strike. Uh, what what in God's name is Ma doing taking Kieran uh, sorry, taking King Colorado to the Cox Plate and not the spring champion? Barely looks a top twelve chance in this field. What are our thoughts on that? I reckon you'd be a brave man to question that stable on anything they do. Yeah. Mm. Agree. It's as looks simple like, as that. Looks like yep. um Grand Slam two <laughs> It's a bit harsh. For what it's worth, I don't think he'd even win. Oh, well, he's set it up for Sir Dragon, eh? So maybe they're trying to do the same thing. Hmm, Perhaps. All right, we go to Dusty NRL takes. Uh, Has there been a trend this spring of Vic and New South Wales horses uh, not handling the opposite way of going first uh, time interstate? Not to my knowledge. That's not really. That's a pretty difficult question to answer. Without any preparation, not yeah, bagging, not, not having a go at you, but like that's a hut. You can't. It's you know that's basically anecdotal. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Remember they said Espiona couldn't go the Victorian way, and then she came down here and won. Oh, I appreciate the question, but the question should be followed up with a couple of examples, perhaps as well, oh, saying, "Hey, right, I've sorry, sorry, sorry." There was something he said. He says, "I can't think of any good examples." <laughs> flat. Well, he said, "No, no, it's a good question." What about yeah, the next right. part of the question? Says, "I can't think sorry. of any examples." He said, he said, "I can't think of any good examples," but I feel Fangirl isn't going to like it. Oh, I can't comment. <laughs> yeah, it's just a gut. It's just a gut feel. I reckon she's. I reckon she's more chance of not liking the eighteen hundred to two thousand mark. Um, yeah. more than the, the way the track's going. Well, I can just give a little bit to this question. Her first gallop at the Valley, she crabbed around the turn and she got on her wrong, wrong leg. Her second one at breakfast was with the best was a lot better. So if there's something in that, maybe... Stevie Arnold sorted her out, mate. He was riding. Exactly. Get him Get him to message the Instagram page at about 5.15 yeah. and I'll tell you. Hey, boys, my, my Uber Eats is two minutes away here, guys. Oh, so I've timed this to perfection. <laughs> Let's wrap it up there then. Uh, some of the other questions we've already answered. Well, Salts and Footy, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. You've been absolutely brilliant and uh, we know that the listenership is going to go through the roof this week. It's been a pleasure, boys. We've had we've had a lot of fun and I'm sure we're going to see some <laughs> interesting looking melons on course on Saturday and I look forward to it. So thanks for having us, lads. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having us, Benny. Looking forward to catching up with you again on Saturday and, and meeting these reptiles Nico and Will on course should be fun. Leave leave the laptop at leave the ha- laptop Move at it. home, bot. I told you to your face on Moya night. Cool and Gatto was going gate to gate. You didn't need the bloody oh, Dell. You, you didn't need you didn't need the Dell laptop there, mate. You should just ask me. All right. So. I've been waiting all podcast to say that. Valentina was one of the greatest pets I've ever had in my life, and it got me. Very good. Peace, boys. Nico Wilbur, thank you very much. Good luck this weekend, punters. We'll be back next week for a massive Derby Day. Cheers.